630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Well, a pleasure to have you tuning in tonight. That was a fun first hour of the show. Craig McTavish and Kelly Rudy are two regulars here on Inside Sports going back to back. Uh, really enjoyed Mac T telling some stories about trying to check Mario Lemieux. And of course, really interesting insight into what he thinks so far of Philip Broberg of William Lagason and also of uh, Marcus Niemelainen, who is very likely to make his NHL debut tomorrow night. Furnace Family Oilers Hockey starts at 6 with the face-off show. The game is at 8, Oilers and Penguins. The Oilers did not practice today. They canceled it this morning with Cody Ceci going into COVID protocol, so hopefully that's the uh, only uh, protocol player they will have to deal with, and uh, things will proceed from here. But yet another man down on uh, the Oilers' blue line. Quickly updating the NHL action this evening. It is one, nothing red wings leading the Bruins five minutes into the third after two capitals up four, one on the Panthers early second period, lightning up three, nothing in St. Louis in the third San Jose up four, nothing on the devils, three, nothing predators over the blue jackets after one early second period coyotes and wild tied one, one and about five minutes left in the first it's the Stars leading the Hurricanes, one zip. Ducks and Kings still to come a little bit later on tonight. Now, also, remember this for tomorrow. Uh, 9 a.m. is when the announcement is supposed to happen for the uh, World Junior roster. And uh, I, I would think that we got three members of the Edmonton Oil Kings uh, very likely to be there. Jake Neighbors, Dylan Gunther, and Sebastian Kosa, the goaltender. Uh, I would have to say that uh, very, very strong chances to be on the team, but we'll find out for sure tomorrow morning. I think from a, a local angle, you got Sherwood Park's Caden Gooley, Western Hockey League defenseman, pretty good chance to be on the team there as well. But uh, so that'll come out 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. Of course, Bob Stoffer will talk about it on the faceoff or on uh, Oilers now between noon and two, noon and two, and then uh, I will have the faceoff show from six to eight. So that'll be another storyline taking you into tomorrow night's game. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three is how you can get in touch. The hotline is presented by certain teed professional grade building materials you can follow me on twitter at reed wilkins r-e-i-d-w-i-l-k-i-n-s and if you would like to send me an email it is inside sports at 630ched.com kellen kennedy back at the 630 ched broadcasting compound kellen how are you doing old boy doing good how are you doing reed? i am uh, doing good you're ready for santa's day tomorrow oh yeah all day we are uh you know we're ready to go we're, we're i'm ready to go i'm speechless over the whole deal i'm ready to go you're, well you're excited it's an exciting day for us it's, it's a big day for 630 chad santa's anonymous we're gonna uh, i think help so many kids and so many families with uh, all our wonderful listeners helping out however they can the the, the number is going to open tomorrow morning at six uh five eight seven four one six one thousand uh, really exciting on uh, on our morning show. Chelsea Bird's taking a day out of her maternity leave to be on air with with uh, Daryl. She's so coming back. Pretty cool. And SantasAnonymous.ca is where you can donate anytime. That is uh, absolutely awesome. So uh, yeah, the Oilers. It's tough. <laughs> it's it's tough. They're going to have to lean on some players here. Continue to lean on some players who uh, have not been leaned on before. At least not as National Hockey League players. Dave Tippett was on with Stoff earlier today, and he commented on young players making an impact. 
Well, there's some of them that uh, may be a little bit ahead. Some of them, uh, you know, we were hoping for, for contributions this year. Obviously, I start with Skinner. I mean, he, he came in when uh, Smith goes down. But we could see, even going back to training camp, we put him in a number of exhibition games, and his game was solid. So we felt uh, felt good about that. He's come in, and he's actually gave us some solid games. And, and that here, um, McLeod, you know, he had a tough camp, but he's come back, and uh, he's played a little better here. And, and it looks like he's he's getting up to the speed of the game, so he's come back and and, um, and give us a little bit of boost. And then Broberg's come in and, and give us some real good minutes. You know, where when you lose your whole left side of your defense, when you're looking not just for it's not just one person that's going to take minutes, but you got to spread them around. And uh, Chris Russell came back from an injury, and then Broberg came in. And, and uh, and Ligason's got some experience there too. So, uh, but Broberg's come in and give us some solid minutes. There's uh, he's still a young player. There's still lots of growing for him to do. But um, he's come in and handled himself very well in a tough situation. All right, a little bit there from uh, Dave Tippett. Uh, Craig right again. He says too bad the Oilers weren't able to scoop up one of the Oil Kings All Star goalies. I'm thinking Jari or. Uh, I think he means uh, Kosa, and uh, he said we had Brassois, who uh, is now the backup with the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, Tristan Jari was uh, a higher... I mean, Laurent Brassois was very good as a junior, and he had some good games here in Edmonton. I, I, do, I do think he's a solid NHL backup. He never turned into a starter. Tristan Jari was, was drafted higher and was, you know, to be fair, and, and Brassois was really good with the Oil Kings. Jari was a little bit better, and ultimately Jari was the goaltender when they won the Memorial Cup. But they were both uh, great Oil Kings for sure. Jari doing more so far, so far as an NHLer, really strong for the Penguins lately. Uh, Dino Bambino says, uh, well, sorry I didn't see this earlier. Dino says, please make sure you tell Mac T that his bid at the Kevin Lowe retirement about Kevin's hatred of drywall was comedy gold. Mac T was awesome that night. I, 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 my, my favorite line, Dino Bambino, was when he said, this seems like a, a lot for a guy who was the seventh best player in his team and is the second best athlete in his family. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah. And, uh, well, see, you guys send in questions for these guests, but I, I, I just, I'm sorry, I don't often see them because I'm in the middle of the interview and I kind of have my own ideas sometimes about where I want to take it. D says, ask Kelly Rudy about the summers. He would come back home and would skate with Jim Thompson's crew at Parkland Arena. He never played goal, and he would play out, and he skated. He looked and had hands like Robitaille, pretty good for a goalie. Well, here's here's the thing you got to remember. if you If you are playing in the NHL, and then you play uh, pickup hockey and you play another position, you'll probably still be pretty good against <laughs> against guys like us, right? <laughs> no, who knows? Maybe they were all NHLers in that game. But, uh, you, you know, you got to be a pretty good athlete to play in the... I mean, it's like, it's like the... Um, most of the players in major league baseball at some point in their careers going to the, to the majors, they pitched, right. Or they were the kid on the team who pitched and then the next game played shortstop and then pitched again and then played center field. And then, you know, he also batted third or fourth or was the fastest runner on the team. Right. So I'm sure, I'm sure it's like that for a lot of, a lot of hockey players. They might, they specialize. I mean, if Connor McDavid had to play a beer league game and, and you put him on defense, I don't think he would be, oh, my God, he's lost. He doesn't know what he's doing. He'd, he'd probably still dominate the game. 
but I, uh, I appreciate those messages for sure. Oh, here's, uh, here's part of an ongoing story. We, we, if, if you're new to inside sports, uh, we sort of have, we, we sort of have ongoing storylines. It's, it's not really a soap opera per se, cause it's not that melodramatic. Uh, but we, we have, you know, personalities who text in and call in and sometimes we, we follow up on things. So uh, Jillian, who uh, texts the show sometimes and is a big Rob Brown fan, uh, was telling us a few weeks ago she was going to the game in Vegas. So she has sent in a photograph of herself on the strip in Vegas with earbuds in. Because we said, if, if well, I said, if you go, you still got to listen to overtime open line after the game. Rob Brown discouraged this for some reason. Uh, but I said, well, if you tune in, that's great. So she, so she has the picture here. She's on the strip. She's got earbuds in. And she wrote, proof of me walking down the strip, listening to the post game. Took it upon myself to shake hands with anyone wearing Vegas Knights anything and offered my condolences. Literally said, I'm so sorry for your loss to at least 250 people after the game. My husband thought someone was going to hurt me, but I was pleasantly well received. <laughs> Made for some good entertainment. All right, Jillian. Well, thank you for following up. That was a bit of a cliffhanger. What would happen to Jillian in Vegas? Well, now we know everything. Everything turned out fine, and she was uh, very polite to any upset Vegas Golden Knights fans. Uh, if you missed the news earlier, by the way, uh, it, I got the email from the NHL PR department while I was talking to Mac T. Brendan Lemieux has been suspended for five games for biting the Senators' Brady Kachuk in the game on Saturday. So a five-game suspension for biting. There is a... Uh, video with it, which obviously I haven't watched yet because I've been in the uh, the middle of the show. But uh, I saw Chris Johnston tweet out from well, now he's with uh, with TSN that the NHL said something like they think there may have been multiple biting incidents, but they uh, they kind of focused on the one that happened as, as they were going to the ice. So anyway, five games. You heard Mac D say he thinks that's a little light, clearly a little light. Now, I mean, Rob was joking around a little bit, but he thought it was uh, a pretty awful violation. So that's the latest there. And of course, Brad Marchand yesterday got three games for uh, for slew footing in a game against the Vancouver Canucks. So just an update on some NHL discipline. Dave Tippett on Oilers now with Bob Stoffer earlier today. Hey, the Oilers are fifteen and five. Here's Tip on the first twenty games. Let's just call it productive. You know, we've been opportunistic and won some games where. Uh, we maybe didn't play as well as we should have. Uh, the one game we lost at home, I thought, was one of our better games we played against Philadelphia and, and ended up losing. So um, we've been kind of, uh, it's a bit of a roller coaster because there's been some games where Connor and Leon have been real good. We've had some games where Costanen's kind of stole us some games, and some games we just hung around and found a way to win. So I think there's, uh, you know, our special teams have been pretty solid. Goaltending, I think, has been um, been solid. Give us a chance to win on most nights. Um, you know, our goals for is uh, has been been pretty solid. Goals against uh, five on five is uh, is an area that we have to continue to improve at. Um, some of that is is. Uh, you know, just getting settled down with our defense core here a little bit, but um, some of it we've, we've got some areas where we got to continue to improve. All right, that's uh, Dave Tippett who joined Bob Stoffer today after Oilers practice was canceled. Penguins the opponent tomorrow. Phil Bork 
always joins us whenever the Oilers and Penguins play. He's going to be hopping on at uh, 7.30. You'll hear a little bit from Oil Kings captain Jake Neighbors about those teddy bear toss jerseys and how he's been feeling since rejoining the Oil Kings since coming back from the St. Louis Blues and being named captain. And, uh, oh, my goodness, it's time to do it. We got to do it. When we get back, we are going to name the animal. for you going back to 1987 i was just a lad in evansburg all right and of course the name of the song is animal and it is time for the uh, segment which is really made inside sports world famous it's called name the animal now it is a game but uh unfortunately it's not a contest you're, you're allowed to help me but uh, you cannot win anything. This is purely for entertainment and educational purposes because I have found I have learned a lot and I've realized how uh, little uh, I know about uh, how animals actually sound. (laughs) The only animal I have guessed without a clue, I I believe, was walrus. Yeah, there there might have been a couple other ones I guess relatively quickly. There have been some where Kellen's basically had to hand it to me on a platter. So if you're new to name the animal, uh, here's the thing: Kellen Kennedy at some point during the day today went to the 6:30 Ched Animal Sanctuary, which is just on the north side of the 6:30 Ched building. And uh, depending on the temperament and size of the animal, Kellen will either bring it back to the 630 check control room and it'll make a sound live on the air or he will record it making its sound in the animal sanctuary and then uh and then he'll play it right now i have no idea what it is this is this is not set up Mm. uh we've been we've been doing this about a year now ever since actually the, uh, tomorrow is the one year anniversary i was are, looking back through everything are you serious yeah tomorrow oh my god we did the first one on 12 120 so there, there there's uh there's one for my uh there's one for my resume or my memoirs once spent a calendar year ma- naming animal noises on a radio show <laughs> i've 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 i think we've peaked kellen where do we go from here we've done name the animal for a year only up off and on no, we haven't done it every week. I wonder how many times we've actually done it. Oh, that I don't have the exact number. At least number 20, I would think. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Okay, so are again, you ready? Kellen's going to play the noise and the animal sound, and I have to guess what it is. You're welcome to help me on social media, texting, calling, writing me a letter shouting really loudly in whatever room you're in. I mean, hey, if you live in Macaulay, I might hear you. Or if you happen to be walking down my street... <laughs> <laughs> I, might, I might hear you trying to help me. Uh, all right, go ahead, Kellen. That's a tauntaun from Empire Strikes Back. No. Oh, oh it's a real animal. Is it a camel? It is not. Okay. It, oh, so. Is, is it a donkey? It is a donkey, yes. It, it is it's a donkey. donkey. I have, I, okay, I, I got to give credit where credit is due. 
My mother texted me donkey. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, as did Jason B., as did somebody else. Uh, so, wow, a lot of people helped me. So, Camel wasn't that far. Well, I mean. It, it was off. <laughs> it was off. But, I mean, a camel is a, is a hooved animal, just like a donkey. So, uh, my uh, Roadhammer just texted in jackass. No, no, Roadhammer. It was name the animal, not name the host. <laughs> Uh, so that's that's pretty cool. My mother, who uh, was my mother, was in a bad state on Sunday because she couldn't decide who should more, the Calgary Stampeders or the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Oh boy! <laughs> in the West semifinal, uh, I think she might have decided she hated Bo Levi Mitchell more, so therefore wanted Calgary to to lose more than Saskatchewan. Uh, so yeah, thanks for uh, the the people who wrote in as well. I got I got a couple really quick replies for for donkey coming in. So that is how a donkey sounds, and uh, I I probably should have known that right off. But the pressure's on when you're actually the one naming it. Everybody. So is it safe to say that Mrs. Yeah. Wilkins is uh, cheering for the Bombers this weekend? Then oh, yeah, she'll be cheering for the Bombers. Okay, there yeah. we go. The, but, uh, speaking of speaking of donkeys, I, I can't remember if I mentioned this book uh, on the air before. I read it a few months ago. It is called Running with Sherman. And it's by Christopher McDougall. And I read another book of his too. It's about running. It's called Born to Run. But Running with Sherman. So he and his family live in a rural area in Pennsylvania. And they, I can't remember exactly how it happened, but they wound up with a rescue donkey. I mean, there was some nearby farm that, uh, you know, got cleared out and was in shambles. And they wound up with this donkey that probably, you know, sadly would have been euthanized otherwise. And it was in really bad shape and really shy and not, you know, cared for. So they got the donkey healthy and into shape. And Christopher McDougall and a couple, uh, I can't remember if it was friends or family members they wound up running with, but they had, they got a couple other donkeys and they ran a uh, an endurance race in Colorado where a human has to run tethered to the donkey the entire time. This is a real thing. Trust wow. me. Look up the book. I, I, like, I, I realize people might think I'm describing this and this might be one of my weird jokes, but this is absolutely true. Running with Sherman is the name of the book. Give it a Google. It was really fun to read. And I mean, you kind of fall in love with Sherman the donkey over the course of the book. And uh, yeah, it's <laughs> it's about a, a donkey human endurance race that happens every year. Running with Sherman is the name of the book. We're going to bring Phil Bork onto the show when we get back. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.